Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic time-tested principles that when applied to your life can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with the Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome to 2021. Wow, I can't believe uh, that year went by so quickly. Uh, kind of laugh at the end of uh, last year. Boy, I can't wait till 2020 is over. But uh, my joke this week with my patients has been, gee, 2021 seems just as crazy so far as 2020. Uh, not a lot has changed, but I have been asking uh, a lot of my patients uh uh, of recent weeks uh, during the end of last year and this year, you know, do you have do you have any goals, any anything that you want to change in your in your life? Um, and, and some of them do, uh, you know, but uh, you know, many of them don't. But uh, the some that do, I say, you know, well, what are you doing different uh, to accomplish this change that you want in your a your health or or your or your life. But unfortunately, many of them kind of drew a blank there. And I said, you know, well, doing the same old thing, the same old way and expecting different results is by definition crazy. So if you would like 2021 to be a turning point in your life, uh, whether it be your health or some other aspect of your life, you're going to have to do something different <laughs> than you did in previous years. And this seems to be a real challenge for a lot of people is making any kind of lasting change in their life. I'm not a big New Year's resolution type of person because I, I constantly have uh, some kind of goal or some time of thing in my life that I'm trying to work on and improve uh, in some aspect of that. But for me, you know, my health uh, as we get through the, the holidays for, for me seem to be basically from uh, Thanksgiving through the new year uh, as kind of the unhealthiest part of the year for me when it comes to my overall well-being and health. So when I get to the beginning of the year, it's kind of a reset button. It's like, okay, time to clean up my diet, time to get back uh, doing the things that I know that I that I should be doing. Uh, so maybe you're on the uh, the end of the spectrum where you, yeah, you'd like to see some things change, but you have absolutely no plan in place to do that or the other end of the extreme where you've already said, hey, I'm going to make some radical changes in my life. You've already started to do that, maybe in the area of of fitness, uh, working out. I, I know this is for some that, you know, the gym membership tends to spike in January and gradually uh, tail off to about March where it's back to the normal amount. Uh, a lot of folks that have great intentions, but they really don't follow through very well. And maybe you're looking at, uh, like I do, I make a, a few radical changes in in what I eat around the beginning of the year, start cleaning up my, cleaning up my diet. Well, both ends of the spectrum, whether you're one that has made no changes or, or maybe you've started some little incremental changes in your life, or maybe you've gone all the way to the extreme of radical changes, uh, both of those uh, have some pitfalls. Uh, overwhelmingly, statistics tell us that incremental change seems to work best for most people. And this is kind of what I recommend for my patients and those that are interested is, 
is setting up and helping them with those incremental changes. But we're going to talk about the pitfalls in both of those approaches because that has some pitfalls as well as doing radical change overnight. There's some pitfalls to both of those. We're going to apply it to the principles of health that uh, I came up with uh, and not on my own. There's a lot of information out there. This is not rocket science, new stuff, uh, cutting edge stuff, but I like to call it the basic principles of health. If you've never heard one of my podcasts in the past, uh, those six principles are proper uh, functional activity. And for those of you old school exercise, um, proper nutrition is number two. So we, number one, got to move enough to stay healthy. Number two, we got to put good fuel and, and ingredients and food into our body. Principle number three is proper rest. You know, we have to have time for our body to rejuvenate. Uh, and we do that with our sleep and our rest. So we got to get the proper quality and quantity of that. Uh, principle number four is proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. We are spiritual beings. There is a mental, emotional side to our health that greatly impacts every other part of our existence. Uh, most people ignore it. They don't even want to address it. But it is part of one of the principles of well-being that you must address. Uh, principle number five is proper structure. You know, our body has structure to it. Things are supposed to work in a certain way. When they don't, all kinds of negative ramifications come about that impact our well-being negatively. Uh, the sixth principle is uh, purging or eliminating toxins. I recently had a patient who I knew had something going on. Uh, she's presented with a variety of symptoms over the last really couple of years. Uh, the most recent one was some, some rather significant headaches she was experiencing. I, I had it isolated down to, I knew something's going on with her sinuses and and all of these indications, all the sinus points on her head and, and face were, were kind of lit up. I knew something was going on. And, and I know that she, she's, she's good into fitness and, and she eats really quite clean. She, she looks at her diet. She doesn't have a, a, any inflammatory foods in, in her diet. So it was kind of scratching my head. Have you, got a, have you got a new pet? Have you got something? I said, are you now allergic to your husband? You know, what is it? There's something going on in her life. And this was several months back. And I, and I recently heard that they have found mold in their home. And, and boy, that's a big one, the toxic mold. And some people are very, very uh, sensitive to mold where you can have a husband and wife. Maybe one of them is having all types of reactions to that. And the other seems to have none. Well, she was having a lot of reactions to that. So indeed, there was something toxic in her environment. So that's principle number six. And those are the six principles that I've uh, discovered over the years and put together uh, some wellness information that we try to guide uh, my patients uh, through the, the process. So we're going to talk about Today, uh, we're going to look at principle number one, and each of the next five episodes uh, here on Coffee with the Doc uh, are going to be looking at very specifically, how do you start out? And we're going to talk about that, that uh, incremental change. How do we gradually start working on some of these areas? I find that works best for most people. Most people's lives are overwhelmed as it is, and all of a sudden, you throw a whole bunch of stuff at them, and it just puts them on overload, and they cannot make any progress. But there's a solution to both of these. The downfall to incremental change, 
versus radical change. With radical change, a lot of times you get a, a much faster end result. Uh, you know, whether you're trying to lose weight, uh, lower your blood pressure, lower your blood sugar, maybe you have a cholesterol problem, uh, you know, that type of thing, the radical change will, will bring about results in those kinds of areas faster. And as soon as you start getting some results, it, it helps to keep you motivated. Or incremental change, those results take a little bit longer to get there, and you can kind of lose hope along the way. So they both have some pitfalls. Both of those are overcome, for the most part, by having some encouragement along the way, having some others that you're going through the process with, having a coach that helps you along the way. And we see a lot of people that are going in, you know, training, and they have a trainer. They have someone there that's helping them along the way because it's real easy to get discouraged in either one of those particular uh, methodologies. Um, I can't think of the name. Of, oh, Big Fat Loser just came to my brain. You know, that show that was on TV and boy, they put these people through some radical overnight change, but they had people there that were helping them. They isolated them from their environment, took them out of everything. And they had someone there every day um, encouraging them or or yelling at them. It was all kinds of crazy stuff to for them to accomplish those radical changes over the course of a of a year's time. So they they both have pitfalls uh, and the, and they both can be overcome by working with someone else, having a partner, having an encourager, someone there to help you along the way. So let's jump into. Uh, uh, functional activity, uh, principle number one, and how do we start this whole process out? So today we're going to call it uh, exercising smarter or functional activity the smart way, since we like to use that that new term. We want to get the most out of our time, and I tell people the biggest bang for your buck. Unfortunately, a lot of people think in the in the area of functional activity and and exercise that more is better. And they go crazy. And it, it's the funniest thing. I was telling a patient just yesterday uh, this story that uh, wasn't long ago. I had had a patient on the table. And we were talking about, you know, exercise and how do you get started? And, you know, and, and what I see that, you know, too many people go gangbusters and they end up hurting themselves in the name of trying to do something for their health. Well, that doesn't make sense because once you hurt yourself, exercising or doing functional activity, for the most part, you end up having to stop doing that activity sometime altogether. And sometimes you hurt yourself bad enough where you can't really even go back to some of the things that you like to do in the name of exercise and or uh, functional activity. So I'm telling a patient this and, and they're laying on the table and I hear someone up at the front desk kind of laughing and crying at the same time. And here's this gal standing there in her tights with her gym shoes on. And guess what she just did that morning? Hurt herself exercising. So she was laughing because I'm telling someone else the, the, the story of her and and here she is uh, with uh, with this excruciating pain. So we want to get the best bang for the buck. We want to do it smart, you know, and not hurt ourselves. So that incremental change is typically the best 
uh, for most folks. Now, undoubtedly, whether maybe you go to a gym or you're in some type of group setting, or maybe you even have a partner that you're doing some type of functional activity with. And I tell this for a lot of my patients who are maybe middle-aged, if they go to a whatever type of class that they choose to go to, to get some functional activity. Maybe it's a yoga class or, or some other kind of thing. Uh, I got, I got a, a quite a joke uh, the other day. Uh, this girl said she went to hot yoga and I'm thinking, what is hot yoga? You know, I've heard of goat yoga and, and horse yoga and barn yoga. And I kind of got it. Okay. You're doing that with some animal or in the barn or whatever. And I'm like, what in the world is hot yoga? And she says, oh, well, they just turned the heat up in the room. I'm going, oh, <laughs> it really is hot yoga. But whatever it is that you do and you're in this group setting and you look around and you're, you know, 30, 40 years old, whatever it is, and you see someone in there, I guarantee you that's 65, 70 years old that's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And you're going, wow, I ought to be able to keep up with that person. They're 30 years older than me. But you don't realize that they've been doing this particular type of thing most of their life. And you never have. And when you try to keep up with that other person, you end up doing way more than you're capable of doing. And you end up hurting yourself. So whether you like to walk or maybe you like to go to the gym and, and utilize some of the weights or your a swimmer or whatever it is, you know, I recommend if you haven't done it in a long time, start out and do way less than what your brain is going to first tell you to do. So, you know, let's say you're a walker and you're used to walking, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever it is at a particular pace. You haven't done it in a long time. Well, you can't go back and start up and do what you used to do. So your brain is going to say, well, I, I probably ought to do a little bit less than that. Well, take that amount and then still do less than that to start with. And you do that for a week at least, maybe two, before you increase at all. And you increase a little bit and then go another week or two before you increase. And let's say it's in the area of if you're a runner, for example, or working out in the gym. You don't add more exercises of different types or if you're a walker or runner, add more distance and increase your pace at the same time. You only increase one element at a time and let your body get used to that over a period of weeks before you increase any of that. And you greatly lower the risk of injury from doing that particular activity. So whether it's strength training, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish in the area of functional activity, start very slowly and increase incrementally slow. We naturally think that more is better, but when it comes to exercise, especially if you're middle-aged and up, you're at risk of injury. There's some parts of your body that have some mileage on it that don't like you all of a sudden increasing your activity level. Well, let me get, let me give you a couple of other tips here uh, that will help you along the way. Uh, we have what's called activity specific warm up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you're like a tennis player or whatnot, you warm up playing tennis. 
Now you don't go out and, and start, you know, against the best player and start into a set or whatever it is. Or if you're a walker, you don't get out and walk and take off whether you're doing weights, you don't start with your maximum weight. You start with much less. You warm up simply going through the motions of that particular activity. Let your muscles warm up. Let the blood flow get going. Then do a few stretches after you have warmed up and then do whatever it is you want to do. So it's kind of backwards from maybe the school of thought uh, a few years back, but you warm up doing that activity very slowly and then you stretch or you stretch after you do the activity all together. So if you're a runner, think about the distance and speed that I talked about. If you work in the gym, you know, start out with, you know, the, the number of sets, the amount of weight. Back in the day, it wasn't that many years ago, I played racquetball, but it was in a gym. They had racquetball courts. I do some of the workouts while I was in there. And I played racquetball with a bunch of guys for two or three years. And I would do the circuit of weights uh, periodically, but I don't think I ever increased the weight or the number of reps. I just put my body, I worked the joints with some resistance. It's more than I get on a everyday basis. And I did not ever injure myself, a shoulder or a hip doing exercises with weights because I, I knew my limitations in this particular area. And that's the other thing you got to look at <clears throat> is the long-term benefit. When you're doing some of these things, you're doing more than you're doing in your typical everyday lifestyle. So that's the goal is just to put the joints through a full range of motion with some resistance, with your endurance, doing more than you do on an everyday average day of just going around. You start very slowly um, <clears throat> take your weak area in that particular area, make some minimal changes, go for a week or two, add a little bit more, go a little bit further, have a partner, an encourager or two that will help you. Whether you're doing the radical overnight change or the gradual incremental change, both require that you have someone to encourage you along the way, because you're going to get discouraged, I guarantee you, along the way. So, Hopefully, uh, those tips have been of help to you in the area of functional activity. <clears throat> Next week, we're going to talk about proper nutrition. We're going to look at that. How do we make incremental changes? I'll tell you about things that I do. I'll tell you about the pitfalls of our kind of American diet uh, and, and things that I found that certainly impact me and how they have impacted me physically and even emotionally. My cognitive ability is affected by the foods that I eat, and, and that's the same for you as well. Well, thanks for listening here uh, on Coffee with the Doc. Uh, my goal is to restore health to the hurting. I hope that this has been helpful. It's sponsored by San Carlos Chiropractic, where you'll find me most days of the week. You can reach me at drglenshaver.com or simply call us at the office, 239-267-3133. Until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer. To learn more about Dr. Schaefer, go to www.drglennschaefer.com. That's D-R-G-L-E-N-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Or call 239-267-3133. You can also visit him at San Carlos Chiropractic. 19150 Acorn Road in Estero, Florida.